Amen. What a morning. Start off with pledging the flags and our holy word of God. <clears throat> Hearing our little children watching the presentation of God's word. And Miss Gay, bless you, darling. Amen. Amen. If you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with us to the book of Philippians, the Philippians, ever how you want to say it. Philippians chapter 2. Beginning with verse 12. Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Do all things without murmurings and disputings, that ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, holding forth the word of life, that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not run in vain, neither labored in vain. Father, bless your word. Speak through me, God. Have your will and way. And we'll thank you and praise you, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> if a job's worth doing, it's worth doing right. I take pride in what I try to do. I'm not the best at a lot of things, but I'll give it my best shot. And when I've done all that I can do, if somebody says I don't like it, say I'm sorry, that's the best I can do, you'll have to get someone else to finish. Well, sometimes we take shortcuts in life. We'll take a shortcut thinking, hey, this is going to work. I may have told you before about my shortcut when I was down in, I was in fair play one day. And I got a call that someone was being taken to the Anderson Hospital, very serious, could possibly die. And so I had laid brick out of Anderson on the Dobbins Bridge Road, okay? You with me? I'd been laid a lot of brick out of Dobbins Bridge Road out of Anderson. So I'm down in fair play and I remember Dobbins Bridge Road. Hey, 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 man, this is, a, this, this is the route to take. And I took off. Of course, I was speeding. And I'm, I'm going down Dobbins Bridge Road. I mean, I'm getting on down. I said, man, it's, I'll be there by the time the ambulance gets them there. And a little bit, I saw a sign. It says something like this. State maintenance ends. I said, who would put the sign up there like that for the Dobbins Bridge Road? I kept on getting it. Next thing I saw was water. Hey, it didn't go any further. That's it. You can't go no further. It's over with. What I'm thinking, what in the world? Well, I started making left turns as, as hard as I could go because I knew I could get back toward the Interstate 85. Then I could get on 85. Well, where I crossed 85, you couldn't get on it there. So I had to keep on going. Finally got over there to 243 and made my way and got there. Shortcuts does not always work. There are no shortcuts. Listen, there are no shortcuts to Bible study. There are no shortcut prayers. 
It takes time. It takes energy to put forth a time to study your Bible, a time to pray, and a time to make time for visiting the sick, the lost, the shut-ins, the homeless, and those that really need a visit. It takes time. Paul says to the Philippians, you've done a good job. In my absence, you've done a good job. You know, I have tended to work harder when I was laying brick, harder when the boss man was gone than I did when he was present. Because when he come back, I wanted him to see something that had been done. <clears throat> you know, that's a, one of the pleasures that I have gotten through the years of laying brick. <clears throat> Excuse me. Might have to sing Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Pleasure out of laying brick, because at the end of the day, I can look back and see what I have done. I can also see if I took a shortcut. We were bricking the parsonage. Two old boys was helping me. Good laborers. They, they were new. They didn't know what to do unless I told them. And, and uh, I had to get away a little bit. And I told them, I said, look, boys, it's about 11 o'clock. I'll be back here by 1230. Now, there's plenty of brick to be jointed. I said, let me teach you right quick how I want it jointed. I said, I want the head joints joining first. That's the ones that's up and down, okay? But I want you to take a straight edge, and I demonstrated. I said, get on into that stick. I said, here's how I want the bed joints jointed. Straight edge. So it'll look neat, straight. And after it dries, it gets real crumbly, take your broom and sweep it. And I'll be back by 1230. I left. I came back. Long story short, I looked, and I knew. I knew. I said, boys, I want to ask you a question. I said, just be honest with me. Did y'all use a straight edge on this? One of them looked up and said, I told you. <laughs> it's quicker just to reach and get it than it is to straight edge it. Shortcuts aren't always the best route. Although sometimes it does work. But it doesn't always work. You see, living the Christian life is not easy. Never has been, and it never will be. But I want to compare this morning. I brought something with me. I want to compare the Christian life this morning with this right here. Does anybody know what this is right quick? Shout it out. Floss. Woo! Don't give me no floss. Every time I go to the dentist, I said, you're doing a great job, especially in those back teeth. You know, they're way back in there. If I told you I had 44 teeth, would you agree with me? If I used my false teeth along with my real ones. Thank goodness. You probably said, ha, ha, I don't have to use false. I just pop them out, scrub them with lye soap or whatever, and pop them back in. I'm ready to go. Real makes you have real tight jaws. Floss. Flossing's never easy. Listen, flossing takes time, right? It takes time. And if you use it real regularly, before you know it, hey, eat neither one of these boxes, you can't tell when they're going to run out. All of a sudden, you pull it out and you got about that much. Mm. It's hard to get. You just can't do it. So that's why you carry an extra one, okay? But now, how many of us, listen, literally, how many of us in a restaurant, we've eaten, we're sitting there jawing, Pull out your floss and just start working them over right there. How many do that? We don't do it. But here's what we do do. We reach and pick up a toothpick 
And we'll work it over while we're sitting there at the table, don't we? If you don't have a toothpick, what are the next things on the table you use? Quick, Ray, what is it? Straw, right. And put that thing down there, gouge up in there, suck and blow. <laughs> I wouldn't dare tell you who, but one man told me, he said, I just use one of my wife's hairs. I think he was joking, but anyway, you know, there's all kind of ways. There's all kind of ways. But there is no shortcut to keeping your teeth clean. It takes work, hard work. So what I want to do this morning, I just want to take the word floss, F-L-O-S-S, floss, and compare it to living a Christian life. Well, first of all, if we're going to think about this, I, I gave it a title here. Let God work in us. If it takes you working in us through the floss, and after this is over, you're going to see, hey, I can use that. I will use that. First of all, the letter F is for faith. Now, let's follow the Scripture, because listen, it's amazing to me, when I, when I decided I was going to use floss, and I started searching for the Scripture, I mean, God just laid it out there. Hey, F-L-O-S-S, five letters, Here's five verses, and each verse speaks to every letter. I want you to listen to it with me together. You may want to underline something. You may want to make notations. Okay, verse 12 says, Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not in my presence only, but in, in more so in my absence. What does he say? Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. You have to start with faith in God. By faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. What does he say there? You know what? I just wrote this down. It says, he says, work out. Now, you don't have to raise your hand unless you want to, but how many of you work out every morning? You work out. I work out. I walk to the bedroom to the kitchen. I mean, I'm working. The other morning, Lynn talked me into walking with her. And I'll be honest with you, I didn't do it all exactly like the tape said do, but I was giving it all I had, and I was huffing and a puffing and a blowing. And if I got anything out of that tape, walk. It's walk, 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 walk. Are you enjoying it? Walk, walk. We having fun, ain't we? Walk, walk. I'm thinking, good night. I'm hurting. How can you have fun? How can you smile when your joints is hurting and you're puffing and blowing? And he's like, walk, walk, walk. Oh, ain't we having fun? He's looking around everybody. Reminds me of one of our TV preachers. Just goes around like this all the time. Everything's happy-go-lucky fun. He broke his leg. Oh, it's funny. <laughs> Work out. You know what that means? Exercise. Work out your own salvation. Now listen, y'all. That is not how to be saved. That's not how to stay saved, but how to live the saved life. You don't choose the way you're going to be saved, okay? There's only one way, and that's Jesus. Amen? Jesus is the only way, okay? So work out. Exercise. Work hard at it. Your own salvation. Your own. Hey, that's yours. Nobody can work it out but you. Nobody can get saved for you. You've got to get saved on your own. You invite the Lord Jesus into your heart. He comes in in the form of the Holy Spirit of God, and you are saved. And then begins a process. Working out. Exercising. Reading God's Word. Praying. Giving, visiting, 
All these things come together by faith. Lord, I'm going to do it. I don't know what the outcome's going to be, but I'm going to do it. When people are working out, literally walking, exercising, jogging, what they have a goal in mind. They want to get stronger. They want to lose weight. They want to become more physically fit for whatever might come their way. We should be no different with the Lord. We need to read God's holy word, study that word, pray over that word, and use it. Now, look what he says. What did he say? He says, work out your own with fear and trembling. What is that fear and trembling? I want to tell you what it means. Excuse me, it means respect. We need to respect the Lord Jesus Christ. Respect God Almighty. Listen, some of you, I guarantee you guilty, and I want you to stop it, okay? Now, the man upstairs is taking care of me. The man upstairs might be the doctor on the sixth floor. You need to be careful where you make that statement. He's not the man upstairs. He's not the big guy in the big house. He is God. He has always been God. He'll always be God, and nothing you can do to change it. Work it out with fear and trembling. In other words, he's saying with respect. And I want to do it. I want to make my God proud. As Miss Gay saying, when I enter the city, when I enter the gate, I want to be shouting and clapping my hands and see the Lord saying, Welcome home, my son. It's only going to come if we're flossing regularly by faith. Okay? Well, the letter L. Floss. Look at verse 13 with me. For it is God that worketh in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. It's not me working in you. It's not you working in me. All right, you guys, you paying attention? Are you talking? Passing notes? Writing night things down? Writing in the Bible. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. You see, it pleases God when we find his will and when we do his will. Okay? Now, if we're going to love, you've got to love to floss. I mean, you've got to love it. What's it going to do? It's going to strengthen my teeth. It's going to strengthen my gums, have healthier gums. Now, I'll be honest with you, I use a water pit regularly. And I can brush and brush and brush. And I can use that water pick, man, it's like a pressure washer. <clears throat> Boy, it blows stuff out. <clears throat> and I feel so much cleaner. I can't stand myself. So I want them clean. And I love to do it. I mean, hey, I want them, I want them to be like they're supposed to be, you see. Because, hey, I ain't got no baby teeth no more. <laughs> Those I got got to last me. They're 67 years old, still gnawing away. Well, they're not quite that old. By the way, several, several years ago, I lost some of my ignorance uh, when I had my wisdom teeth taken out. I mean, he says, you, you got some wisdom teeth got to come out. And I'm thinking, wisdom teeth? Wisdom, that has to do with smartness, don't it? And he's going to pull them out? You know, I was just a young'un. Going to pull my wisdom teeth. That, wasn't not, that was not a pretty sight. Jaws all swelled up. And I won't go into the rest of it. It might make you sick. But verse 13. You, you know you got to love. Love is of God, by the way. It's not of me. It, love is of God. He first loved us. I didn't love him first. He loved me first. And he invites me to love him back. He even asks us to love one another. 
He even asked us to love our enemies. And according to this scripture right here, God working in you and me. Like floss working in our teeth. Thirdly, not only faith and love, but the letter O, obedience. Look at verse 14. Do all things without murmurings and disputings. Now, you don't have to raise your hand, you don't have to answer, you don't have to gouge anybody, but how many of you have to prod and try and almost give them a whipping to get your youngest to brush their teeth? And yet you take them to the dentist and they got rotten here and rotten there. You know what to settle that? If you give your child an allowance, if you give your child a job and pay them, say, okay, I'm keeping that money you're working for. Now, we go to the dentist every six months. At the end of that six months, when we go to the dentist, if you don't have any cavities, I'm going to give you that money. If you do have cavities, I'm going to take that money and apply it to getting them fixed. Hello? Listen, you've got to train them. They, be, they need to become obedient. Now, Mac, Brother Mac talked about uh, writing in those Bibles. I didn't read but one or two of his uh, uh, things that he wrote. I don't know if he read any of mine or not. That's beside the point. But I can tell you this, I don't know what all he wrote, but I can tell you what I did. I didn't write the same thing in every Bible. How many were there? Forty Bibles. They got 40 different messages in there. I didn't see what I wrote in, in the one before, to cut, roots, and write. I just sat down and whatever God gave me, scripture-wise thoughts, I just wrote it in there. I signed it different ways. Your pastor, Kenny. Love, preacher Kenny. Your pastor, boo-boo, whoever. <laughs> but they're all different. But we need to be obedient. Obedient to that word. Use that word. And as I said, verse 14, do all things without griping, whining, and complaining. Now, what did he say in that verse? He said all things. Not some things, not the things that pleases me, but all things. Now, when flossing, hey, oh yeah, give these right here and read right here, and I got to go, man. You don't see the back ones no how. No. You know who's going to see the back ones? When you're laying in that chair, they got your mouth jacked wide open. And they're poking and they're gouging. I'm thinking, Good, I'm going to have a cavity just from that hook you got. You know, they're going to see those back teeth. And they're going to know if you're doing it or not. I've had them to ask me, you flossing every day? Nope. This will tell the truth. So what are you doing? I brush them twice a day and I floss them. I mean, excuse me. <laughs> I use my pressure washer. Blow it out. But they say, hey, you back teeth, man, you're doing a good job back there. Don't stop. Whatever you're doing. Any method. Now, he, he talks about murmuring. What is that? It's complaining and grumbling. He said, I want you to do it without complaining. I want you to do it without grumbling. Murmurings, he says. Then he says, disputings. You know what disputings is? arguing, conflict. I challenge you parents. Hey, I would. Every six months, you should be taking them to the dentist. I mean, that's what we do. I don't know where you do it. You don't have to do it. It's up to you where you do it or not. But it won't be funny when they become a senior and they walk across the stage just a grin and ain't got a tooth in the head. But I would. Hey, hold back. Hold back. If you go to the dentist and you don't have cavities, this is your money. Every bit of it. I'll take care of the visit. 
But I want you to have beautiful teeth. Some of you people have spent high-dollar money on braces. I have no problem with that. Hey, you want them to look good. You, those teeth, it takes time, right? It takes time. You wear those braces for a while because it takes time for those things to work and to get those teeth just right. That's their job. But it takes time. It, it takes, listen, it takes faith. It takes love. It takes obedience. But look at the, look, look, look at the next letters. It's an S. Look at verse 15. That you may be blameless. Here's where we go. That you may be blameless. That you may be harmless, the sons of God. Without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation. I'm going to tell you something. This letter S is for sacrificing. Here we go. It takes time to floss. It is sacrificing enough time to take care of what God has given us, and we don't, we're not going to get any more permanence. Those next ones are called Stobol. Stobol. And I, I thank God for, for, for uh, the man that came up with them, and I thank God for you if you've got some, but I don't want any. I have time keeping up with my glasses. I'd be a sight if I was running around time to eat and can't find my teeth. <laughs> That's something nobody's not going to walk off with. Although one person did give me their false teeth. I don't know who it was. Could have come from mortuary. I don't know. But I got those. Th- I still got them. I-, I love to pull pranks with them. You know, it'd be, it'd be interesting to know how many pounds of food those things have eaten. But they sacrifice. They sacrifice over and over. We sacrifice time every morning, every evening to take care of what God has given us. And he says, listen, blameless. I want to be blameless. I don't want to be guilty in this crooked and perverse world that we live in. Listen, guys, you young people, listen. We are living, we as adults know, we are in a crooked and perverse and rotten and stinking nation as far as the world goes. I don't know about you just listening to all the things that's going to be going on today in people's houses uh, concerning the uh, uh, Super Bowl. Watching TV, drinking, pot. You ever in your life, I guarantee you by tomorrow they'll be so drunk and, and high on pot and some of them, listen, will literally die. And they'll go to hell. They'll wake up in hell tomorrow as a result of what they do tonight. Because we live in in a crooked and perverse nation. Notice what he says. He said, I want you to live blameless lives. Lower's not guilty. Then he says, harmless. Harmless? That word harmless means humble. It means polite. You know, I love it when a young person, when I say, how you doing? doing fine. That's a good looking outfit you got on. Thank you. Or if they say, hey, would you hand me that thing, please? And you hand it to them, they say, thank you. And I say something, they say, yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. It's practice, practice over and over. Work on it. You don't get it right the first time. You got to keep on flossing until you get those teeth just right. So when you go to the dentist, you're not afraid to rear back the seat and open your mouth and let them go to picking. Now, even though we may floss and we may brush three or four or five times a day, it's just some of us going to have a rotten tooth there once in a while. We're going to have a spot somewhere that needs to be fixed. It's just how it goes. Things 
they crept in and they hide. But he says, I want you to live a blameless life, a harmless life in this crooked nation. Last of all, in verse 16, look at it with me. Holding forth the word of life, that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not run in vain. I haven't run this race useless. It's not been a waste of time. And neither have I labored in all that I've done. I haven't wasted my time. Here it is. Service. Service. I am a servant of God. Do you hear me? Do you understand? Whatever God calls for, I need to be willing to say, Here am I, Lord. Send me. I'll go. It doesn't matter to me. I'll go. Are you willing? He says, holding forth. Keep it abreast. Keep it where you can get your hands on it. Know where it is at all times. He says, running. I want you to, you don't have to turn if you're writing. Hebrews 12, 1, it says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed. In other words, we're encircled about with so great a cloud of witnesses. This is what he says we ought to do. We let us lay aside every weight. In other words, every sin. And the sin which does so easily beset us, burdens that weight us down, sin that hinders us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. I can't run your race, guys. I can't, I'm not going to, okay? I don't say I can't. I'm not going to floss your teeth. You need to floss your own. You don't need my fingers in the back end of your mouth gouging around, okay? You need to take care of your own. Do your own. Notice what he says. Running. Don't say a thing about walking. He certainly doesn't say a thing about quitting. He's got to keep running. So what I say to you this morning, I want you to floss, floss, floss. Why? i tell you why. It keeps down cavities. Cavities is like sin. It starts out little bitty. If we don't do anything about it, it begins to increase. First thing you know, if you don't go to the dentist regularly... You're going to have a pain back there. What in the world is that? And you'll work on it a little. It might subside a little bit. And first thing you know, you bite down on something, you eat something, and a old pain hits again. What is that? And you go to the dentist and you find out. It's a cavity. It's done down in there eating away at the root and the nerves. You see, it starts little. It starts unnoticed. Just like sin. Just a little bit here is not going to hurt, Right? Just a little bit, first thing you know, that little bit increases. Well, I can handle it. First thing you know, it's out of hand, it's too big to handle, and you lose all your teeth. It's important to stand on the Word of God. Decay is like sin. Decay in our mouth is like sin in our life. It'll cost us. It'll cost us more than we want to spend. It'll cost us to have to go somewhere that we didn't plan on going. And we may have to stay longer than we intended on staying. I challenge you today, when we, we think about this, you pull your floss out, think about, think about faith and love and obedience and sacrifice and service. Think about it. Use it. Use it for the glory of God so that you can stand back and smile because what's sticking out there is the best you've got and you've taken care of them. So you can stand back and smile and say, hey, I'm in the will of God. I'm doing what the Lord has asked me to do. I challenge you today. Use your flaws. Father, in the name of Jesus.
Take our hearts, our lives, our minds. And Lord, if we need turning wrong side out, I give you permission to turn me wrong side out. I give you permission to have your way in my life, whatever I need to change. I want to be an adjustable Christian. I want to be a doormat Christian. I want to be all you'd have me to be, Father, for you are going to receive the glory and the honor. I pray that you bless those that are in this room right now. Speak to hearts. Lord, some are not even saved. God, they don't have a clue what, what living and, and sacrificing and, and serving you and loving you and being obedient to you and having faith is all about. But I pray that you give them the courage today to come forward so I can show them. Lord, just speak to their hearts. If there's anyone here that needs to just come to the altar for prayer, whatever decision they need to make today, Father, just give them the courage to come and we'll thank you and praise you. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. And whatever way God may have spoken to you, altar's open. Brother Dean's here. What number are we singing, brother? 413.